Are you ready to discover and unlock your full potential in God? Are you ready to release the power of God in your life? Or do you sense that purpose and destiny are beckoning you to take a leap of faith? If so, continue to listen to this episode. I want to welcome you to Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr. I'm going to share uncompromising truth and amazing insights as we partner with God on our journey to wholeness, purpose, and to pursue our callings and passion. Take a listen and please stay tuned to the end of the episode. I've got some exciting updates to share with you. See you in just a few minutes. Hello and welcome to all my friends, family, and overcomers all over the world. Welcome to this edition of Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr., and I want to thank you once again for allowing me to come into your busy life, to interrupt your agenda, to spend a few moments with you, and really empower us as we get the victory and maintain the victory in all that God gives us. We have been having an amazing conversation, as you're well aware, concerning relationships. If you've not been with us on this amazing journey, I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episodes. There is a wealth of treasure hidden in them, and you're going to need them in the days to come. Do me a favor before we begin. Would you take a minute and share this episode, subscribe and download, and invite your friends, your family, Everyone you know, because the truth is, all of us, I mean all of us, are in some sort of relationship. And so we need all the help, all the wisdom, all the strengthening we can get. All right, well, do me a favor, get your pen, your paper, your notepad, your Apple, your Android, whatever you use, grab it because it's about time to get knee deep into this conversation concerning relationships. That's right, we're going to continue this journey of relationships. And today, I really want to tell you that you must speak to it. All right, don't get too nervous, but you have to speak to this thing. Everything in the kingdom of God is driven by voice. It's a sound-activated system. When God created the world, the universe, the trees, the stars, the moon, mankind, even the animals, it all happened because He spoke. And my friend, I want to share with you today that every relationship succeeds or fails because of our communication. Now, I need to do some clear defining because when we say communication, I want to open up your understanding that communication is not just what comes out of our mouth. We've been talking about ways that, that, that we tear down relationships, that relationships become toxic, destructive, even fail. But today I want to turn the corner and really help you understand how to have healthy relationships. What does it take to build a healthy relationship? And so that's what we're going to plunge into today. So grab your notes and let's start now. Let me define communication for you. Communication is really a process by which information is exchanged. It's not just words, 
its symbols, signs, and behavior. Let me say that again. Communication is not limited to words. It's symbols, signs, and even behavior. It can be a verbal or a written message. It, it could be anything as simple uh, 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 as relaying uh, uh, our likes, approvals, or dislike with our eyes, with the crossing of our arms. See, communication happens in verbal and in nonverbal methods. And I want to really help you understand that at all times you are communicating. You're sending a message to everyone you're in relationship with. So we have to learn how to make a healthy exchange so that we can cause things to grow, so that we can send them in the direction we want to. Because let me tell you, more relationships are torn down by what's said. But in the same vein, if we learn to manage our communication, our conversations, then we can build them up. An interesting passage in the Bible talks about it should not be possible, and it is not, for bitter and sweet waters to come out of the same fountain. Either the waters need to be bitter or sweet, and so by that same standard, we must learn to manage, navigate our emotions, our thoughts, and our feelings so that we could really harness the power of growing, enhancing, and improving our relationships. I want to make sure you understand this, though. Nothing grows that's not fed. Let me say that again. Nothing grows that's not fed. So you have to speak life to it. You have to deposit seeds. You have to invest time into it. At the core of every relationship challenge, relationship struggle, relationship problem, it stems from poor communication. Every challenge that presents itself is because of a message sent and it was received. So if we cannot improve our communication, we can improve what we relate to. Even with a dog, even, even with your pet, you're communicating even to the outside world. And hear me for a moment. Those who see you communicating, it sends them a clear message. People derive an opinion uh, or, or, or base uh, uh, their handling of you or make a judgment or bias concerning you based off how they see you communicate. If they see you communicating in an angry manner, then they assume you're an angry person. If they see you communicating in a jovial or laughing or joking manner, they assume that you are a lighthearted person. So even judgments are made about us and about our relationships, that's right, based off of our communication. And so we have to have the wisdom, the skills, and the awareness that in order to cause our relationships to grow, in order to let them go to the level that God has designed for them to go to, we must master our mouth and our communication. So let me talk a little bit about verbal communication. All right, because for me, nothing greater is impacted than by the words that's released out of our mouth. Now, we will spend time talking about nonverbal communication because it is equally powerful and sometimes, sometimes, but not always, more damaging than what comes out of our mouth. But for the moment, I want to really talk about our words. Now, 
We all know this. James 1 and 19 in the Bible talks about we must be quick to hear and slow to speak. Let me say that again. It implies, it instructs us, it encourages us to be quick to hear and slow to speak. One of the greatest messages you can send to a person you're in relationship with is that I am listening. OMG, let's just pause for a moment and bask in this truth. More than what I tell you, I tell you that I value you by how much I listen. Talk is cheap. Everyone can say they value. However, it's different in listening. Listening implies not just that I hear you, but I have digested what you've said. So if you really want to send a positive message, then first step is be sure to make sure that we're quicker to hear better than we are to speak. That really takes a lot of discipline and practice because it means I cannot formulate my response while you're speaking. If I do that, I'm sending a message that what you're saying isn't as important. I'm sending a message and I'm communicating to you that my thoughts are superior to yours. I'm sending a message and I'm letting you know in no uncertain terms that I am right and you are wrong because I'm not listening. I have preconceived thoughts. I'm right and I'm just waiting to tell you that. When we send that kind of message, it automatically disrupts and debilitates healthy communication. And yes, my friend, when communication goes bad, so does every relationship. So we have to make sure that in the beginning, we make sure at all times that we are quick to hear and slow to speak. That's in James 1.19. The Bible is full of wisdom, full of counsel, full of insight into how to have healthy relationships, especially since it all hinges on our communication. Now, let me pause for a moment. People ask, why do I use the word hinge so often? Well, when you think of a hinge, you think of a door. That door has the ability to open and close to let people get access or to shut them out. It can protect things that need to be protected. But that door, and with all of that power, it sits on hinges. And if the hinges are broken, so is the door broken. So if our communication, if everything hinges upon it, then it literally means that our communication determines the level of access, protection, and provision we could get in and out of others with relationships. So your communication is absolutely critical to having healthy relationships. You know, one of my passages that I always love and I hold on to in teaching moments with relationships, whether it's couples, parents, children, siblings, family, negotiations, no matter what kind of relationship, there is a principle that impacts and enhances all. Let me take you to a passage in the Bible that I love. Paul was talking to the church at Colossae. And so in Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, Paul tells the believers, and I'm paraphrasing, 
So this is my translation. So I'm not using the direct words. But it said, let your words and your speech always be gracious, full of grace, seasoned with salt. Now, he goes on to say, you may know how to answer each person. But when I teach this, I want you to understand something. My principle is simple. Let your words be seasoned with salt. For one day, you may have to eat them. OMG. Let me say that again. Let your words be seasoned with salt, for one day you may have to eat them. You see, no one wants to digest bitter words. How would you feel if you had to digest the same words that you put out? Your fierce rhetoric, your harsh tone, your belittling, your demeaning, come on, all of those things are seasoning on top of words. Words in and of themselves don't hurt. But the measure of our heart, the filter of our heart, it always applies seasoning. It's like sprinkling seasoning on top of words. It's one thing to say you were wrong. It's another thing to say you're always wrong. It's even worse to say you never get anything right. Come on, that little bit of seasoning, that little bit of sprinkling of words that we wanted to tell someone they were wrong how would you feel when you have to eat them? So we must learn that we must let our words minister grace. We must, we must communicate. We must build up. That's the second principle. And it's found in Ephesians 4.29. And we're going to go there in a second. But make sure that it's easier to win when we're building than it is when we're tearing down. Come on. We're trying to build relationships. So we have to learn to minister grace to the hearers. Now that's Ephesians 4.29. It talks about let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouths. Except what, come on, Ephesians 4.29. Maybe you should make note. Maybe you should actually grab your Bible. And maybe you should actually highlight it and read it and make this a part of your assignment. Let this be your homework for today, for this whole week. Now let me quote it specifically. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Now, that word corrupt is very powerful. That word corrupt means worthless, literally or moral, bad. Come on, you know what corrupt is. It's the, it's the putrid fruit. It's the toxic fruit. It's corrupt, it's depraved, it's vicious, it's foul, it's impure. That word corrupt really talks about no longer fit for use, it's worn out, it has poor quality. In other words, the words we use, we must choose quality words. We must choose quality words because quality words actually build up. The word edifying talks about building. And so even when someone does wrong in a relationship, I don't need to tear them down. They're already down. It's evidenced by the wrong that they did. My question, my goal, our assignment is how do I build it up? Come on. How do we build? That's the strategy because we're trying to have healthy relationships. Do you know that it takes years to build but moments to tear down? In one moment of anger, one moment of displeasure, 
one moment of hurt, we could tear down years of trust. We could erode years of confidence in someone or an organization that we're in relationship with. So we have to really be careful in our communication and really make an assessment and ask yourself, how do I build? Because here's the other hard truth. If you keep tearing down, it will take longer and more bricks to build. Listen, beloved, words are like bricks. If you take one and throw it, you can knock down a whole structure. You can knock down the fabric of someone's emotions. You can knock down the fabric of someone's security. You can knock down the fabric of someone's confidence. These are all fortified structures that we need to survive. So I want to ask you, do you have the stamina, the wisdom, the courage, and the confidence to add a brick to people, to their life, to their plans, to their dreams, to their goals, to their destiny, to their callings? If I can't add, I surely should make a vow to not tear down. I am a builder. I'm an overcomer. I'm a conqueror. I'm here to help. But boy, if we're not careful, we tear down. Now, I know that seems like it takes a lot of work. And you may be asking, how then do I communicate when I'm unhappy, when something is substandard, when something doesn't meet the mark? Because truthfully, things aren't always pleasant. Things aren't always on the up and up. There are challenges. There are obstacles that come in every relationship. But let me ask you a question. If we relate, can we not focus on what we agree on more than what we disagree on? Because you say apples is the best fruit and I say oranges. Do we have to start tearing each other down because of our preferences and biases? Absolutely not. That is worthless communication. And that's the epitome of Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. We always say in our faith, put a watch over my mouth. Help me say the right words. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, if we want them to be pleasing and acceptable, then we must start harnessing the power of our communication to make sure we send the right message. <laughs> Not only send the right message, but to make sure the right message is received. You know, Jesus talked about it. Over in Matthew 5 and 37, he, he translated a message and said, simply, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. It's very simple. Our yeses have to be yes. Sometimes we can say more when we say less. You see, in an emotional moment, oftentimes the answer is mixed, muddled, or even hidden by the feelings we communicate and not the solutions we need. So we have to learn to limit our communications in an emotional moment. If we're not careful, we could spend a whole season fighting over our emotions, fighting to be validated over our thoughts and never communicate about the solutions that bring change, and needed health and healing to all we come in contact with. Remember, 
We're agents of change. We're overcomers. Overcomers can overcome even disagreements if we learn to master the power of our words. You, I think you get it now that our communication is absolutely everything. Let me, let me explain this. Your communication is so powerful that it's the only thing that you and God really can do together at an intimate level. It's communicate with each other. You see, our relationship, even with our Savior, is contingent upon our communicating with Him in what we call prayer. Prayer is a lifeline. It keeps us connected. You didn't hear me. Prayer keeps us connected. It keeps us grounded. It keeps us healthy. It keeps us intimate. And so if that's a model with our Savior, surely, my friend, we have to accept that communication is the lifeline of every relationship. It keeps us grounded. It keeps us humble. It keeps us being intimate. Even when we disagree, we got to communicate. You see, if I'm slow to hear, I mean quick to hear and slow to speak, I may find out something that changes the course of everything. Even Proverbs, the wisest man wrote, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word, a harsh answer or a harsh response stirs up anger. You see, I can diffuse a heated moment by the power of my words, the way I communicate. I don't know if you understand this principle that I'm trying to relate to you today. God showed up. He saw chaos in the beginning. He saw disorganization. He saw things that were falling. It was not pleasant. It wasn't the way he wanted them to be. He didn't speak out of his emotion. didn't speak out of anger. He didn't speak out of his regret, his pain. He simply, you let me say this again. He simply softly spoke the solution and watched it come to pass. A soft answer turns away wrath. When we're engaging in heated moments, people are emotional. Try the principle of mirroring, but you must be the standard first. Lean in with compassion. Lean in with empathy. Give them a soft answer. Calm them. Soothe them. Be medicine to their pain. Don't return anger for anger. You see, we'll have to eat it if we send it. OMG. If you send it, you likely will have to eat it. You know, I just want to spend one more moment and just really help you understand why it is important and what I really want you to understand concerning relationships and communication in this season. There's a passage of scripture that I want you to just carefully consider to ponder over, to meditate on. Maybe even look at it and apply it to your life. It's in Proverbs chapter 18 in verse 13. And I want to give you some homework this week. I really want you to master your communication. I want you to take your relationships to the next level. I want you to grow and help everything connected to you grow. This is the principle, and this is what the scripture says. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, 
it is folly and shame unto him. Wow. Let me read that from the Passion Translation. It says, listen before you speak, for to speak before you've heard the facts <laughs> will bring humiliation. Listen before you speak. The Message Translation says it like this, answering before listening is both stupid and rude. Let me say that again. The message translation says answering before listening is both stupid and rude. The message translation always seems to put this in a tone that brings a harsh truth right in front of us that we cannot ignore. We cannot deny the power of its words. If we've already settled a matter in our heart, if we walk into a conversation closed-minded, not open, not willing to really hear, not, not, not engaging with a point to negotiate, believing I'm right and I have to teach them, believing they're wrong and they must submit, believing that, that, that my words have power, authority, and I'm going to change them, really engaging from an unhealthy place of communication with what we're in relationship to, the scripture says, not only is it unfruitful, the message translates that it is stupid and it is rude. The passion translation says, it will bring humiliation. OMG, it will bring humiliation. It brings shame as the New Testament, as the King James Version says. In other words, learn to ask and get the facts before you come to the conclusion and speak out of your own thoughts. You see, once we release words, the word hits its target and something is automatically built or torn down. I hope you get the principle. It may take years to build it up. It may take a whole season to get it where you want to be. But at one moment, because we approached it and we had an answer before listening because we were quicker to speak than we were to hear. We tear it down simply without communication. I don't have enough time to tell you that we shut down and send a message before our mouth ever says it. We walk into a conversation, our faces are frowned, our arms are crossed, our eyes are rolling. We don't, we're not even present. We're sending a message that this conversation will be unfruitful, unproductive. I'm not engaging. I'm just here to make sure you understand me. I think the old saying is true. Seek to be understood before seeking to make others understand you. Get an understanding. That's wisdom. My friend, we're going to spend weeks talking about tools, strategies, and tips on how to build your relationship. But it all starts with our communication. Communication is absolutely everything. And everything that we do, everyone we meet, everyone we come in contact with, everyone we're assigned to, everyone that will come in our presence, They'll either be built up or torn down. 
because of what we say, verbally or non-verbally. My friend, just take a moment, and even after this episode, do a quick heart check and ask yourself, what have I been saying lately? Are my relationships where they are and the way they are because of my communication? Check your response. You're saying a message. Just make sure it is the message you want someone to hear. Hey, come back for the next episode and the next installment. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about the power of your words and relationships. God has given you the ability to build, the ability to enhance, and the ability to equip every person and everything he brings you into relationship with. I am Christian T. Howell Sr. And this has been another amazing conversation with Chris. See you next episode. Thank you for listening to the Conversations with Chris podcast. If you like what you heard today, you can visit www.christiantheowell.com for more information concerning books, blogs, information on spiritual growth and development, and even some of the services we provide, such as coaching, therapy, and deliverance sessions. Also, you can find more information about all that we do at www.overcomersmovement.org. Listen, we are everywhere on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Apostle Chris or look for Overcomers Movement. Look, I enjoyed this time with you today. Before we leave, please take a moment at the end and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If this session has been valuable to you, please share it with a friend, spread the word, Tell them that Conversations with Chris is happening every week. Listen, our hearts are for you. You are born of God. You are an overcomer. You have the victory, and we'll see you next week. Take care.